Ion 2020, episode 113. Hey guys, before we jump into the show, I would like to tell you guys about another podcast that I found called Cannabis Heals Me. And you know I've been featuring podcasts lately on my show, and the reason why is because I just want to bring out a little bit of information to you about other people that are doing something for the libertarian movement, so maybe it'll inspire you to do something as well. So this show, Cannabis Heals Me, the host, Rachel, she puts together episodes based upon the healing properties of cannabis, and she does shows where she interviews guests who talk about how cannabis has helped them. One of them is about cancer, one of them is about PTSD, another one is about postpartum depression. And she also interviews people on her Thursday show that have a libertarian mindset about cannabis with regards to the war on drugs, Julie nullification, and so forth. It's a very good show to listen to. This woman is out there really putting together a fantastic show for you, working very hard to make sure that it comes across in a way that'll help to change the stigma around marijuana use. And I think what she's doing is great. So if you guys want to give that show a listen, I certainly would appreciate that. And uh, I'll be listening. So why don't you guys go and listen too? Have 2020 Vision with Eye on 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. What's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here, the host that you know to come to every day for the news, related events, issues, ramblings, for things that are going on with the 2020 election, things that are going on across the country, across the world, uh, what these candidates are saying, things like that, you know? I've been kind of following a lot of different topics lately that may not be specifically towards the election, but it's also given me a little bit more of a better feel for what I, like the direction I want to take the show. I've been really focusing in on the, the politicians and the politics and their issues, and I do want to focus on the issues a lot as well, but I've kind of been toying with the idea of making this more of a call to action type show. One that would help to make like, give you the inspiration, the desire to get out there and bring this message to other people, as you guys have seen me doing on the last couple of shows, multiple shows actually be previous to this one. I've been spending a lot of time talking about giving you guys calls to actions, asking you guys to get out there and talk to your friends about liberty, things like that, you know? And uh, Ion2020, the reason why I started doing this is because I know that the next 18 months is going to be, there's going to be a lot of talk about the elections. It's a good time to start doing a show that can start bringing people towards liberty as well. People are going to be in tune to the elections, especially since, you know, a lot of Democrats, they're trying to run against Donald Trump. You have 23 people that are running against Donald Trump right now. And there's going to be a lot of people that are interested in getting rid of Donald Trump. But it's also a way for us as libertarians to kind of help them see a different light, help them see 
a better way. Help them understand that maybe there is a problem with the system that we live under when you're given two choices. One, who's Donald Trump, the elected president, somebody that is erratic sometimes, somebody that has so much power over a government that has so much power, and he's willing to use that power for his own gain. He's willing to use that power for political purposes. He's willing to override the Constitution, override the government, override congressional oversight. He's willing to do that on a whim if it makes sense in his mind. And it gives us the ability at this point to get people to realize that maybe that's a bad system to live under. Maybe we shouldn't entrust the federal government with so much power that somebody like Donald Trump can do that. Because what if we get someone even worse than that? Someone that's more willing to trample on the Constitution. Someone that interprets it completely different than you and I or even the Democrats would. Somebody like a let's say a Bernie Sanders per se, who might decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing that Donald Trump did, but I'm going to use it in order to bring socialism to America. Or somebody like a Ted Cruz who might say, you know what? I'm a Christian conservative, and I'm going to bring Christian conservatism to America. There's lots of different ways people can go about destroying the Constitution, but what we can do, we can use this time that we have for the next 18 months to educate people on just the very fact that maybe the federal government shouldn't have that much power in the first place, that if a president decides to do something, it's going to affect the entire economy, it'll affect the entire world, and it can lead to even wars down the road. That's the, that's the concern that I have. And if we can get that message out there, maybe they'll begin to question the system. And I kind of have an analogy that I want to talk to about that. But let me first say this. I appreciate all of my listeners. I really do. I think that I see the numbers growing just daily. And it's just amazing that more and more people are listening to the show. I, I appreciate my listeners. If you can, go ahead and subscribe to the show if you're a first-time listener, if you like what you hear. And I'd really love to see you guys give a five-star rating and a review. That does help with the algorithms as well, especially on Apple iTunes. And the the reason why that helps is just, just it puts the show with, with the higher stars on those lists and so forth. So if you can do that, that would be great. A five-star rating Review the show as well. Let me know how you feel. I went out and got a website uh, called IonTheEmpire.com, and that's where I'm posting some news and things like related events that are going on around the world with regards to what our government is doing overseas as well as domestically that are trampling upon your rights. So um, I went out and did that. And then the other night I decided, hey, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to get myself an email address as well so my listeners can contact me. And if you contact me, then they could go ahead and start sending out newsletters and stuff like that. That's kind of my next step as well, is to start sending out some type of newsletter that kind of goes over the things that we talked about this week, so forth, you know? So um, if you want to do that, it's ray at iontheempire.com. Pretty simple, right? R-A-Y at iontheempire.com. So if you want to follow them, if you want to go ahead and email me, you can. 
I'm on Facebook and on Twitter that way as well with Eye on the Empire. So check me out. Follow the show. Uh, you could do that. And, you know, every day when I'm posting this, whenever I post the show, whenever I publish the show, it goes automatically onto Facebook as well. So, but I appreciate you listening. But that five star rating and review that really does help with those algorithms. So go ahead and do that. Take that time to do it if you really like what you hear. Uh, share it with your friends as well. That would be great. And uh, anyway, I appreciate that. So what I wanted to talk about, the first thing I want to talk about today was this. Like, they, I, you use the analogy, the analogy that I'm using when I talk about the Democrats and Republicans, they're like, I go to soccer games. I have two kids. You guys know that. And I go to soccer games, and uh, you'll be watching your kids, your kid playing, and then there's another kid playing. And every time that other kid bumps your kid, you get pissed off and angry about it, right? Frustrated, furious. Why did he do that? Was, my kid was about to score, and then he bumps him over. But then my kid does the same thing to that kid person's person that or that kid, and that parent of that kid is thinking the same thing in their mind. I don't even notice it though, right? Take it to the next level, the team. We're always rooting for our team. My kid's on the team. We're rooting for that team. And the other team is always the bad guy, right? They're always the ones that are bumping and bruising and hitting our kids and slide tackling, doing the wrong thing. Whereas our kids, golden, we don't see anything wrong with them, right? That's the way it is. And I was thinking about that. I mean, that, that's the Democrats and Republicans. They don't see anything except for the other guy being the bad guy. When reality is, they're both the bad guy. They're both doing some th- things wrong and doing things right. But it's like the parents sitting there watching. They just, they, they're so invested in their child that they take it to the individual level as well as the team level. They're invested in that child. They want that child to win. And anyone that tries to get in that way is a bad guy. So the Democrats and Republicans are the same way. And when we're talking to other people, it's the same thing. They don't see it the way that we do. We're on the outside looking in. We're like the person that walked up to the soccer game and have no loyalties whatsoever. We can see both kids bumping each other. We can see both kids slide tackling the wrong kid and doing the wrong thing. It doesn't matter the color of the shirt, blue or gray. It doesn't matter. We're looking at it from an objective standpoint because we're libertarians, because we're the outside looking in. We're able to do that. But the Republicans and Democrats, they can't do that. It's very hard for them to step away and look at that. But the entire country is the same way, very divided. Not everyone's a Democrat. Not everyone's a Republican. Not everyone is an independent everyone's a different thing, but when we go to the election booth, when we go to the polls on election day, we have two choices, a Republican or a Democrat, and that's it. So if if you're fed up with the system, if you just don't care, if you don't pay attention, then you just don't go vote. But the people on the Democratic side and the Republican side, whether you're an independent that kind of sways each way, you're still taking an a subjective view of that world. You're still the parent on the sideline rooting for your kid. What we need to do as libertarians, since we can stand back and look, we need to point out those little flaws. 
those inconsistencies that people have. That's what we should be doing. We can do that, and I think it's important that we do. We can start educating. We can start doing those things that need to get done to help other people see the flaws in that way, right? See the flaws in the system. Look at the politicians and laugh at them and, and think to yourself, they're all fighting for the, they're just, all they're doing is fighting for control of a federal government that has that much power, that has that much authority over you. And we need to break that down. We need to get people to realize that there's way more to this than, you know, like that, there's way more to this than the fact that it's the Republicans versus the Democrats. Because they just want, they're, they're fighting for that power over your federal government, but they're, the, they're, they're slide tackling each other. They're knocking that kid down and knocking this person down in order to get their way so they could score their goal or score their points or get their constituency. While all of us, all of us are, you know, in pain because of that. We're being, we're suffering because of that. There's no, there's no unification within this country because of that. Because they're all trying to vie for control of the federal government. And that's what they're trying to do. So what we should be doing is educating those people so they could take a step back, separate themselves from the reds and the blues, and look at it from an objective standpoint and say, you know what? This is really hilarious what they're doing. They're fighting back and forth, but they're both saying the same thing. One just says it in one way, the other one says it in the other way, and all they do is accuse each other of being the bad guy. The Democrats accuse the Republicans of being greedy and evil and for the corporation. And the Republicans, they, they claim that the Democrats are just trying to destroy the economy and make everyone poorer so they can get them under the boot of the government. When all, of the, all they, the, they want to do is have power over that military, they want to have power over the monopoly on force that the federal government has. So what we should be doing is getting out here and just making sure that we're able to educate people and show them a new way and keep on keeping on like that, you know? That's Ion 2020. We're looking at 2020 right now to try to figure out a way to bring our message and have it, have it resonate with people every single day. And that's what I hope that you guys will do. So the next point I was talking about, I'm, 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 I'm watching, uh, or I'm looking through some Facebook posts and stuff the other day. And I totally come across this, um, this post that someone posted from Lollapalooza. 1993 and I was like whoa I was totally at that concert in 1993 I was a young kid 14 15 years old just moved down from to Florida from Connecticut and uh, some of my friends and I we decided to go to that show and there was lots of great groups there Primus was there Alice in Chains Rage Against the Machine multiple others I can't name them all uh, there was probably 20 bands there or something, maybe 30 bands, and like nine of them were headliners. 
great show. Rage Against the Machine was one of the first ones to come on, maybe like around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They were probably the third show, actually. But um, so, And I had never heard of them before. They had just kind of sprung onto the stage. They came out with a couple, or maybe one song on MTV, kind of right after Lollapalooza ended. They started getting a little bit of popularity, popularity and stuff. And uh, Rage Against the Machine, they're kind of like a rap sound with a really hard punk rock sound to it. Really hard. That's that grunge era, right? So they have like a that's a really cool sound to it. And the lead singer, he stands up. And when I'm watching this video, I just decided to click on it because I said, "Wow, I was at that concert. I remember that." And he says, um, "It starts off. It says they use force to make you do what the deciders have decided you must do." And that's preceding the song "Killing in the Name of." So. That takes that word resonated with me though. It says they use force to make you do what the deciders have decided you must do, and it's actually a quote from a gentleman that was actually a Black Panther back in the '60s, and then when he died in 1998, he had been a Mormon for like the last 15 years before that, and a, cons- and a conservative Republican, believe it or not. So somebody goes from that drastic of a change from the time that they're younger until they get older, believe it or not. And this is a black guy, obviously being a Black Panther. He was a black guy. And uh, he said that. But it's just... that. But then the lead singer of Rage Against Machine is quoting that. He says, they make... Again, they use force to make you do what the deciders have decided you must do. Libertarians, we believe in non-aggression. We believe in the non-aggression principle. And he's saying this in relevance to the police. He's saying this in relevance to the government, though. And it's true. Our government uses force because they decided something that you're going to do it. For example, the Whiskey Rebellion up in over in Kentucky in like the late 1700s, right? They decide, the government decided to put a tax on whiskey. The federal government decides to put a tax on whiskey. And people decided, you know what? No, we fought the American Revolution over this thing. We're not paying a tax on whiskey. So they said they're not going to pay it. And what do they do? What does the federal government do? They send troops to end that uprising. They use force to make you do what the deciders have decided you must do. Another example of that is during the Civil War, I believe that was the first time that they decided that they're going to inscript people, inscription, in order to get them to fight in the Civil War. Anyone that spoke out against that, anyone that spoke out against Abraham Lincoln they were imprisoned for that. Anyone that decided they didn't want to go fight in the Civil War, they were imprisoned for that. Some of them were killed for that. They used force to make you do what the deciders have decided you must do. To me, that's completely wrong. The federal government will always resort to force if they decide that you're going to do something. Next example 1913, excuse me, 1916, 1917, federal government's getting into World War I. 
they decide, you know what, we're going to declare war, go help out the English and the French. A lot of Americans were on board with that. If ever see the picture of Uncle Sam, we want you to join the U.S. Army, that's from World War I. That was the propaganda campaign that they had to get people to enlist on their own, to volunteer, to go to war. Millions of people dying. Hundreds of thousands of Americans dead. If you didn't go, same thing. You're imprisoned. They use force to make you do what the deciders have decided you must do. Vietnam War, same thing. Taxes. Pay your taxes, or they will use force to make you do what the deciders have decided you must do. It's just that that word resonated with me because it's absolutely true. And they will use force to make you do what you do. They just, the deciders have decided you must do every single time, no matter what. You can't speak out. Look at Edward Snowden now. He's sitting in Russia. In Russia, of all places, a place that they say is a dictatorship under, you know, that a dictatorship, a place where people have no freedom whatsoever. That's what they talk about Russia as on the pre- in the press. And Edward Snowden's there making a life for himself because he can't even come back to his own country because he was willing to whistleblow against the federal government. Julian Assange, the same thing. He decides to publish some information in, you know, saying what the federal government is doing in Iraq and the things that are going on there that are wrong. And he's publishing this information that he gets. And he looks into it, makes sure it's truth, makes sure it's real, makes sure it's not just fabricated stuff. And look at him. He goes to... He goes in 2011 to an embassy to kind of protect himself from the U.S. federal government trying to take him and put him into a cage. He goes to that embassy. They said, yep, we'll let you stay here. And now, a couple months ago, he gets out of that embassy, arrested. They go in there and they take him away. The Ecuadorian embassy, with a little bit of payment, a couple billion dollars, they pay the Ecuadorian government, in order to get him, they give the Ecuadorian government a loan, and then they're able to go get him and put him in prison, put him in jail, and now he's facing, you know, 200 years in prison because he was a reporter. They're trampling on your rights. They will use force to make you do what the deciders have decided you must do. It makes me sick. It absolutely does. The kids that I, my children, they're living in a world where our kids are going to be under the same brutal thumb if we don't change that. It's our job to change it. It really is. It's our job to change it. We have the ability to get, to start changing that in a non-aggressive way. We do. We have that ability. It's happened in the past And we can make that happen. We just need to start educating the people, let them know about a better way, a way that brings communities together rather than dependence upon the federal government. I found this opinion piece on um, 
the WashingtonPost.com. It's from 2012. And it says, 10 reasons the U.S. is no longer the land of the free. In the first one, it says they're willing to assassinate U.S. citizens. And it's true. President Obama, it says, President Obama has claimed, as George W. Bush did before him, the right to order the killing of any citizen considered a terrorist or an abater of terrorism. Can you imagine that? I'm right now speaking in a way that they might say that about me. Who knows? So do they send a missile into my house at that point? All I'm doing is speaking. All I'm doing is speaking then saying, I love this country. I love where I live. I love the people in my community. I love the people in this country. I love the people in the world. I just don't like the fact that the federal government infringes upon our rights. And that's why I speak up. So then another one, indefinite detention. Under the law signed last month, terrorism suspects are to be held by the military. The president also has the authority to indefinitely detain citizens accused of terrorism. While the administration claims that this provision only codifies, is only codified in existing law, experts widely contest this view, and the administration has opposed efforts to challenge such authority in federal courts. Can you imagine? Indefinite detention with no charges because you're suspected of terrorism. What's the def- definition of terrorism then, guys? What is it? Whatever Obama wanted it to be, whatever Donald Trump wants it to be, and whatever his predecessors wanted to be. Anyone that comes after him, any president, they could define terrorism however they want to. And they could decide that they're going to assassinate you. They could decide that they're going to put you in prison indefinitely. We have warrantless searches. That's another reason why we're not the land of the free. Indefinite search or warrantless searches. The president may now order warrantless surveillance, including a new capacity to force companies and organizations to turn over information on citizens, finances, and communications and associations. You guys know that. They have the warrantless wiretaps. I think anywhere 100 miles from the border, they can search you under the law and take away your stuff under the law, the border. So that would be anywhere from Texas to Canada, along the Atlantic Ocean, and along the Pacific Ocean. They have that ability. Amazing, right? You're no longer constitutionally protected if you live outside of the heartland, essentially. And they could say, they could say that you're not constitutionally protected anyway because they could just say, hey, you know what? He's a terrorist. We have suspicion that he's a terrorist. One of his friend's brother's uncle's cousin's grandmother happened to speak to a terrorist on the phone. Or at least it seemed that way. And then they, then they accuse you of that. War crimes. The world clamored for prosecution of those responsible for waterboarding terrorism suspects during the Bush administration. But the Obama administration said in 2009 that it would not allow CIA employees to invest, be investigated or prosecuted for such actions. This gutted not just treaty obligations, but the Nuremberg principles of international law. CIA employees cannot be investigated for war crimes at this point. They can do whatever they want to. They have that ability. Do you think Donald Trump decided that that was not going to be the case anymore? 
Hell no. Absolutely not. Secret courts. They have secret courts. You guys know that. Foreign in- in- Intelligence Surveillance Court. The one that they say they have to go to to get a warrantless wiretap, right? That's the secret court. No one knows about it. It's not public. And that's what our federal government runs under nowadays. And then also, I mean, there's a lot more that they were talking about. But if they want to initiate the draft and send your kids to war, they can. At any time they want to. No strings attached. And if you don't, you go to jail. So, land of the free... It's hard to say that, but I wish it was the case. I really do. And, uh, I mean, I feel free most of the days. You know, I feel free. I do. They keep you just at that point, though, where you feel free enough to where you're not going to say anything about it. And that's that's what's wrong. But I sit there and look at these things that the government is doing overseas, and it just makes me sick sometimes, and it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse unless we stand up and say no more. So... That's what I'm doing now. I'm just saying no more. No more. Let's get to the point where 2020, we're starting to educate people. 2024, we're educating people even more between now and then so that we get more libertarian-leaning leaders into Congress, into Senate, into the, into the local branches of government, into the state governments. We just need to keep that ball rolling towards liberty because they're going to keep infringing upon that liberty. If we don't, guys, they will. So keep on doing that, okay? Stand up and start teaching people about that. I think you can go to Tom Woods Liberty Classroom and uh, get learn all about liberty if you want to. And I don't know what the charge is on that or anything like that, but uh, look it up. Maybe I'll become a salesman for it one day. Who knows? A lot of podcasters do. They talk about that all the time. Tom Woods Liberty Classroom. So um, check that out, though, if you want to. You'll learn all about liberty. You will. You could teach your friends. You could become a a meme expert on helping your friends understand it. But the main thing is is helping them to step away from that that soccer game that we were just talking about earlier. Help them to step away. Stop being a parent of one of those kids on the soccer field and start being an objective observer and realizing that this is just a comedy act. This is a game of five-year-olds playing soccer where there's no order, there's nothing, there's just chaos on that field. If you've ever watched a soccer game for five-year-olds, it's insane watching that game because none of the kids stay where their position is supposed to be. The goalie comes out and starts running around. Everyone just chases the ball. And all the parents get mad. The other kids are pushing their kids. But your kid is pushing the kids just as much as their kids are pushing your kids. That's just the way it is. But we need to learn how to step back. We need to teach people to step back and laugh at that game and say, those red shirts and those blue shirts all they're doing is trying to vie for the same power while trampling out under the Constitution while they do it. And that's what they're doing, guys. So I appreciate you listening today. Get out there and tell your friends about this uh, message of liberty. If you want to send them my show, that would be great. Just share it. Give me a five-star rating review if you can. That would be very appreciative. And then subscribe to, Mar- so you could, or subscribe to the show so you can hear the show tomorrow. But happy Monday to you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Keep your eyes clear for 2020.